Hurst on this week's end of days update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We got England back in the house. He's uh, kind of been on vacation lately. England, you haven't been working very hard. And uh, we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, and specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war. And uh, it's so many signs about the second coming with the rapture signless. We had such a great time last week in, in Hobbs, New Mexico, Choose Life Church, Wednesday night there. The people were so hungry. And then this weekend, we were in Fire for the Nations. Gosh, next year, you need to mark that on your calendar. That conference is so good. We were there this week. We're finishing up tonight, the last service. And then this weekend, we'll be in Faith Family Church in Omaha, Nebraska. So very busy, but we're trying to get the message out. Jesus is coming so soon. So I'm glad to have England back with me. He said to tell everybody hi. He loves that everybody watches him. <laughs> on the road, churches will come up. People will come up to me. They go, we like your end of days update. We really like to see England. So now he's already leaving. So <laughs> let's pick up what's happened around Israel. There's so much going on because the Lord wants us to know. Remember when he went into town, uh, the demons started crying out. Have you, have you come to torment us before the time? So they knew Jesus had a schedule, but he was early. So if demons can know the time, how much more the church? And remember, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. He said, you can tell what the weather's going to be. You can discern the skies, but you don't know the signs of the time. So the only time he ever kind of hammered the people was over that. He always hammered the Pharisees, though. So he wants us to know why. Why is it important to know how close we are to the coming of the Lord? You make changes. It's about a finish line mentality. I've never seen anybody slow down in a race when they see the finish line. No, the church has to get a finish line mentality because we're in the last of the last days. We know when the Holy Ghost was poured out in Acts 2, it was the last days. How much more now? We're in the last of the last of the last. So let's pick up with what's happened around Israel. I don't talk about it very much, but the judicial reform was such a big deal the last few weeks. And really mainly uh, because it's so complex. But really the problem with the judicial reform was the left doesn't want that because they've been able to appoint judges into positions that were kind of outside of even being elected. And uh, the right's like, we're tired of all these left-wing judges getting appointed to all these positions. So that's what the changes would be. And then, of course, the left's going to go crazy about it. And, of course, one of the older prime ministers has been paying people to protest against Netanyahu. So there's a lot of subversive things happening there that are undercurrent that we don't even see. So uh, there's a lot of war talk, of course, with the northern part of Israel. Israel basically said, again, if Hezbollah thinks they're going to win from the north, I like the guy said it again. He said, we'll, we'll bomb you back in the Stone Age. And I like their verbiage has to come out so strong because the last time they fought with Hezbollah, they basically almost barely won the war. They didn't go in with very much strength. But there's a lot of strength, strengthening things going on right now because Iran came out this last week with a, saying they have a new hypersonic missile. I love that America said, don't worry, we can keep up with that. But with the other members of the Middle East are saying, we don't really like that that much. That's why Israel and America have been trying to normalize relations with, with Saudi Arabia. It looks like that's not going to happen anytime soon. But that all goes back to Iran getting nuclear weapons. And you had Russia say this week, quit pressuring Iran over nuclear weapons. Well, tell Iran to quit saying to America, we're going to wipe you out and saying to Israel, we're going to wipe you out. So when a nation says cuckoo things that are nuts like that publicly, at least Hitler kept it private, but Iran's so stupid, they, they say publicly, we're going to wipe Israel off the map. And you had another member in Iran say this last week that Israel would not exist come next year. So uh, interesting that he gave that time frame. And he was touting that their underground nuclear sites 
are, are imp- basically that we can't get to them and Israel can't get to them. They're impervious. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because eventually they're going to have to do something. But what's happening right now, though, you've got North Korea doing cyber attacks on missile building companies all over the Middle East and all over Europe to get technology for greater missiles for North Korea. And North Korea said that America won't exist after 2050 of this this century. So you've got people verbalizing uh, what they're going to do to knock nations off the map, and it's just so weird. You've got the weirdest weather happening all over the world. You've got the highest temperatures happening. You've got hurricanes and storms. I mean, it's just kind of intriguing to see all that come out. And you had with our AI, artificial intelligence, that found – basically saw an asteroid that our NASA group has not been able to find. And it's a really, really big one. It's going to come really close to the Earth. So it is bizarre that you use an AI to, to be able to find that. So with that, you got France come in and negotiate with Lebanon or Hezbollah about not going to war with Israel. So you got France bringing peace in the Middle East. That's a pretty big deal because Emmanuel Macron, Emmanuel means God with us and Macron means the mark. So you, you, that's an interesting thing. So you have uh, America and Israel, okay, the selling of a David slingshot to Finland. That's a pretty big deal because that's a high-altitude missile defense system for that uh, wall point of, of, of Europe that Russia says they're going to come through eventually. And Russia came out saying today that you, you've got to quit pressuring Iran. And, uh, uh, man, there's so many things happening with drones. There's so much war activity happening with drones because that's the best way they're able to do things. But you have America this week sent 3,000 troops to the Red Sea. You had Marines and, and uh, Navy officers and, and Naval soldiers. So a lot's happening with that. You got 11 warships from China and Russia came into the Alaskan waters this last week. America had to dispatch destroyers to slow them down. So, I mean, there's there's a, 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 water, a lot of uh, war mongering going on right now. Everything's leading to war. Everything's leading to war. But I do love that Channel 12 in downtown Jerusalem came out with about the Temple Mount, that the Temple Mount is ready and the Temple Mount Institute is ready to have sacrifices right now. And they talked about the five red heifers that they brought over, and they said they're almost ready to do everything. So it just excites me that secular media would talk about the Temple Mount and about how close Israel is to being able to have sacrifices again. So everything has gotten so crazy with a kind of a yieldedness to Lucifer all over the world that it just tells us how close we are to the king coming back. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty out there when you see this much happening. So when it, whether it be Iran, Iran keeps touting that they're going to send more missiles down by Israel. And there was a report this week that came out talking about Isaiah. Isaiah 17.1 says that Damascus would be removed from being a city. So, I mean, you you got secular outlets talking about things that are biblical that just shows us how close we are to the coming of the Lord. How exciting. Why do we get into this end time stuff? Well, uh, it's the hope that purifies us even as we're pure. I had an evangelist, real famous evangelist, said, Joe, if you teach on the coming of the Lord, you'll just get everybody's hopes up. I said, that's right. It is the hope that purifies us even as we are pure. So all of this is about bringing us great joy. Uh, great hope. The Lord loves you. He's not mad at you, not frustrated with you. He wants you to see all these things are at a setup, a flawless setup for what the Bible said you'd see thousands of years ago is happening right now in front of our eyes, indicating that Jesus is just about to come. Man, I hear it every week, but oh, we're not close to the Lord coming back. Well, the Bible said there'd be scoffers in the last days walking after their own lust saying, where is the promise of his coming? 
since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Well, they forgot the flood came. So change came when no one believed the change was coming. Just like right now, a change is coming so soon, the king's coming back to the earth. Just as weird as it is like the days of Noah, that much more the church has to respond with radical boldness, radical acceleration, and literally having a mentality to finish off the book of Acts with the book of Acts style. That's Jesus's resurrection, him being raised from the dead, where everything is about him. Everything points to Jesus. Everything points to him overcoming death, hell, and the grave. So all these things point to how close it is. So many more things are happening that it's hard to even get into every single week, but it seems like I forget something. Oh, rats, I forgot about that. But we always go to the scripture and look at the signs. Number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. After that, you got the Hebrew language restored. Then the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. You have all these things that are blatant, already happened, uh, that show us how close we are. And then you go from there, you have fish showing up in the Dead Sea. You have the Dead Sea turned blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah was on the Day of Atonement last fall. You have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water, first time in 2,000 years. You have foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You have 172 different species of predatory birds that start showing up in the land. I mean, you got the cleanup crew in Israel right now. That's radical. So you've got fish in position, foxes in position, birds in position, Russia in position. What's the church doing? All these things we talk about, all the signs are uh, to motivate us to move into position rather than having a skeptical attitude or a scoffing attitude. No, we haven't. Hey, Jesus is about to come. What can we do to be better soul winners? What can we do to implement the kingdom of God right here in our local church? What do we do? You help your local church, help your local pastor. This is it. All hands on deck. Uh, you know, I couldn't imagine Jesus leaning over the balcony going, hey, relax, you got all the time in the world. No, every time you hear the Holy Spirit with utterance in a church, it's always about time is short. So there's many, many more signs. You have men will be lovers themselves who have selfie sticks. I think I like that you go from the signs to the signals. Now, the Bible said the planets would be for signals for us. You have uh, the blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles, four in a row recently. Well, what did NASA call that? NASA called that a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel's made a nation. That's right, England. And then you had 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So remarkable things happening with the nation of Israel coinciding with things happening in the heavenlies. I like that you had the Bethlehem star. You had Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus come together literally at the birth of Jesus. How amazing is that? So this last year, you had, had it happen again. First time in 2,000 years, the constellation this time was Leo. The constellation when Jesus was born was Virgo. So he went from being uh, born as a virgin to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. My friend, the earth is getting ready to have the entrance of the king. You got asteroids, you got weather, you got signs, you have all this stuff leading up to uh, Jesus just about to come back. I was real intrigued with Iran getting a hypersonic missile this last week. That's kind of bizarre. So many more things happening with the heavenlies. I don't even get into all of them. In 2017, so many things happened. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, if you don't come in 2017, you missed a wonderful opportunity. But it's exciting. It's not about fear. If you hear end time preaching, it scares you. It's not biblical because there's no bad news for the church. So let's get into position. Let's do everything we're called to do. Let's help our local church. And let's get the message out, being soul winners right here before Jesus comes. You're going to see his eyes as a flame of fire, feet like undefined brass, voice of many waters, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We'll see him so soon. Have a blessed week. We'll see you next Wednesday.
Thanks for joining us today at the end of day's update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU and we'll see you next week.